It's time for Cyclone Insider. From the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO, Des Moines Sports Station. Welcome to this week's Cyclone Insider. Certainly a lot to talk about with Iowa State's bowl future uh, under our, well, we know where they're going. Memphis versus Memphis, obviously. A lot of basketball to recap and then uh, look forward to Thursday night. We have Tommy Birch and Randy Peterson from the Register. Gentlemen, good Hello. day. How are you doing, Pete? I'm well. How are you? Well, I'm doing fantastic. Zero complaints it. here. I mean, I'm, I don't think I've ever been better than I am in this very moment talking to you. Well, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start? Football? Yeah. Want to yeah. start with football? Okay. Clones uh, drop Memphis in the Liberty Bowl, Randy. You yeah. like the draw? Um. First of all, is it a fun draw? And then, it, like, how does Iowa State match up, in your opinion? It's a fun draw um, if you didn't get all hung up in Iowa State versus Notre Dame. Okay. Um, get that out of your system first. It's a fun draw. Over-under number, I don't know what it is, but it should start out about 70, um, depending on if it's a good day, but it's probably not going to be a good day. It's going to be after Christmas. Christmas in the year is probably be in the 40s down there in Chile and rainy maybe i don't know um but yeah yeah it, it, it's a fun draw i mean the, the the teams are are they look like they're they're a lot alike except that um um memphis has a wonderful kickoff returner who's scored four touchdowns on kickoff returns so yeah um, the miller pollard oh pollard miller is the receiver Miller is yeah, Miller. Uh, the receiver. I'm still kind of learning about the uh, Memphis Tigers. Yeah, Tony Pollard. Yeah, so, I mean, Iowa State's not... No relation to Jamie. I don't know that. <laughs> I'm so, okay, I'll take I your think word we, I think we would have found out by now. I'll take your word for it. You're correct. Dan yeah. Lanning is their linebacker's coach, though. And he is a relation to Joel? I uh, know. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, I actually, I don't know, Randy, I've just covered enough bowl games where the atmosphere sucks. Yo, you know, you, and you weren't even at Boise. No, I was not. <laughs> Wait a minute it. now. Wait but my minute. point is, this will be a fun atmosphere. You know, well, you'll I've have not hum- been to Memphis, so I don't. I don't know. Okay, well, it sucked the last time. Like the, it was. But my point is, you're going to have weather though. Right? The weather sucked. Like Tulsa didn't bring any fans. There the were a ton of sucked. Iowa State fans, but that Iowa State team like played horrible that game. Yeah. But like this is going to be like half the stadium, Memphis, half the stadium, Iowa. It's going to be a cool atmosphere. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. You know what, though? The only thing that I think kind of sucks for Iowa State fans is you're. I think a lot of them are were kind of hoping, like, okay, at least maybe get a Power 5 conference team to, to compete with because, you know, it's it's kind of a tough situation where you lose to Memphis, you're like, oh, well, we should have beat them. They're not Power 5. You do, then it's kind of like, well, yeah, you should have. Although... You know, it's it is a very good Memphis team. You know, yeah. they played some bad boys. What do you mean they played some I bad? mean they they played some decent teams. Yeah. What's their decent strength of schedule? Teams. Not not as good as Iowa State's, obviously. Yeah. I don't these um these these games though, when you play these group they beat of five UCLA. teams. Yeah, they did beat UCLA like the third game of the year or something like that. Yeah. I these games are always you know, bowl games it's you, you're, Matt Campbell said it really well. I thought the press conference after he got his extension, like there's some teams that 
are happy to get into bowl games and they use it more as development. There's certain programs that want to win it. When you get group of five, Randy, up against power five, they want to win it. Right. Like, it's and a and very I, determined opponent, Iowa right, State Drew. Exactly. There's a chip on their shoulder thing, and, and, and I'm not going to make a huge deal about Memphis playing at home. Um, when you go to a bowl like that, that's, that's, what you, that's what you get sometimes. But I'm just looking at, you, at Memphis's schedule. They beat UCLA. Um, they lost at Central Florida. They beat 24th ranked Navy. They beat. They won at Houston, mm. um, and they lost that epic game. And I saw it. It was cool. 60. What was it? 62-55 against Central Florida. So, um, I guess that's our job, your job, Tommy's job, my job, all of our job to 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 between now and next month when they play or whenever the heck, whenever it is that. Um, we make it known in our through our writing and through our and through our verbalization that this is a very good Memphis team, so that fans will know that um, this Memphis team is is good enough to beat you know a lot of Power Fives. Well, I, I think that this team, if you let's just say hypothetically, you throw them in the Big Twelve this year, they're I mean, probably a they're Texas a top Tech five team. I mean, they're probably I mean, a Texas. I don't know. I kind of see them as like a Texas Tech type. They play similar. Yeah, I mean, their defense sucks, and they're really good on offense. I mean, that, yeah. it's a similar type. I mean, I think you could even compare – they're like Oklahoma State light, probably. Right. I think, yeah, I, I agree with that one. Yeah. Okay. I actually think – I bet – I don't know this. I bet if Memphis and Texas Tech were to play on a neutral field, Memphis would be favored. Because probably. they're favored by yep. three over Iowa State, and I know Iowa State would be favored over Texas Tech. I bet they would be close to a touchdown favored over Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean, the only reason why Memphis is favored in this game is it's, like we said before, yeah, it's essentially a home field, game. Right. It's, so, a, it's essentially a, a pick I mean, if it was in Ames, it, Iowa State would be favored. If it, I, Iowa State would probably be, I, I would think if it's in Ames, they'd probably be favored by more than three. I think Trice is a three or four point stadium. So, yeah. I mean, you're right. I've, I'd space that off that this isn't a neutral field. This is a... If this was a neutral field, it'd be around a pick'em. Exactly. I mean, the good thing for Iowa State is all this time off. You would think that kind of favors probably Iowa State a little bit better because time off probably hurts offensive teams. I think a little bit more than it does, you know, a team like Iowa State, which has been so dependent on its defense, which traditionally travels well too. Yeah, I think that's fair. And the fact it it it's a similar conversation that Iowa has right now in playing Boston College. Like if I'm Iowa State, I'd much rather see a Memphis offense in a bowl game compared to Navy. They've played it before. Yeah, you play it every week. Yeah. I mean, and Iowa gets the same thing with Boston College, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, Iowa State's three-man defensive front and they eight three up, eight back, whatever they call it, the cloud or whatever they call that. Um yeah, I mean, it, it's not going to be a whole lot of prep defensively. Um, so uh, it's 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 a carbon copy of, of what Iowa State sees in the, in, the, in the Big 12. Randy Peterson, Tommy Birch with us here on the Cyclone Insider Program, 1460 KXNO. And Memphis was one of those teams that was, that was among the 75 or whatever it was that, that, that now that I remember it right, if I remember it right, that, that were – Allegedly under consideration that they made site visits to. Oh correct? yeah, for the Big Twelve thing because of FedEx. I'm sure they were. Yeah, yeah. FedEx Bingo. was yeah, going like to foot the bill. Yeah, remember was, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Memphis was a site visit potential. 
potentiality for the Big 12. You guys have been around the program here the last like week. I know that this was a hot talker on Sunday. What's the uh, current situation, whoever can grab this, um, with bowl practices? I mean, what's the focus right now for Development. I mean, right now it's, I would say in the grand scheme of things, the most important things on Matt Campbell's list of importance are recruiting, uh, player development with the younger guys, and then bowl prep, I would say. And, and then once they get their finals come next week, then that kind of all gets rearranged in terms of the bowl prep really starts to kick in. I think the most important thing for Iowa State is, one, you got to get a lot of these guys healthy. There are a lot of dinged-up guys from Kyle Kemp, David Montgomery. Think about Joel Lanning. Joel Lanning can't be anywhere close no. to 100%. The best thing he can do is just rest right now and get some time off. They haven't had time off. Since when was their bye week? It was, uh, I think it was right before or right after the Texas game, right? It was right around that point. So it's been a long, long time since they've had um, some rest, and they need it pretty badly. And with how many young guys they have on this roster, I mean, you constantly hear Campbell talking about how pumped up he is about the offensive and defensive lines, all the young talent that they've got coming in. This is a great opportunity for all those guys to get in there and show what they can do and get more reps. And I mean, Kyle Kemp talked to me about it, how when he was at Oregon State, his freshman year, they were getting ready for the Hawaii Bowl. And that was the first time he got to really run a college offense. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of those young guys, it's going to be a great chance. 515-284-5966. Dave wants to talk with us here on Cyclone Insider. Dave, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Uh, what is Matt Campbell's experience in preparing for a bowl? Uh, he took Toledo to a bunch of bowl games. Yeah, I'm okay. not sure exactly how many he coached him, but I, Tommy, I think, is looking that up right now. At yeah. least three or four. Why, why do you ask, Dave? What's What well, do you got? I just, you know, being a young coach and uh, – yeah, yeah, he, he's been on staffs too of bowl teams. Yeah, his, I mean, his first head coaching job was coaching Toledo yeah. in the military bowl. So I've got right here. He's coached the military bowl, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. We all remember <laughs> it's a great that bowl one. game, the GoDaddy Bowl, the Boca Raton Bowl. I mean, so it, yeah, he's been through this. I probably would, more oh. so than. Most Iowa State's players. I mean, Iowa State's only been to twelve bowl games. They've so. got yeah, and they've got nine, but they do have nine guys on their roster that have been associated with bowl teams, like guys like Kyle Kemp, Marchie Murdoch, uh, even Jacob Park, guys who were on rosters at the time their teams went to bowl games, so they experienced that bowl prep before. So it's not foreign territory to everybody, especially Campbell and his staff. Most of those guys who were from Toledo. That makes me feel much better. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Dave. (laughs) Always appreciate the call. 515-284-5966. We've got uh, Randy Peterson, Tommy Burchin here for Cyclone Insider. We'll uh, start flirting with hoops. The big Cyhawk game coming up on Thursday. If you want questions for the bowl game, phone lines are wide open until 630, and that's when we will send it on up to John Walters, uh, who's in Applebee's with the Cyclone Coaches Show. That's at 630 here on 1460 KXNO. 
It's Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. Welcome back. Let's go back to the phones here. 515-284-5966. Todd joins us on Cyclone Insider. Hey, Todd, what's up? Hey, good evening, boys. Hey, uh, oh, by the way, uh, Liberty Bowl 61,008. a boy. Hey, uh, uh, where's, do you guys, I got a couple of questions, but do you know where Iowa State, what hotel are they at? Are they at the Peabody? Yes, Peabody. They are staying there? Yes. That's excellent. Hey, you just made me think of something. You're, you, you just mentioned it and glossed over here the last on the last uh, segment there. Um, oh, God, now I'm drawing a blank on his name. Quarterback. Park. Park quarterback. Park. 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 Lanning. Nolan. Lanning. Jeez. No, the guy that the guy that's been off the team all Park. season. Park. Jacob Park. Park. Jeez. I'm sorry, man. I'm. It's all good. I'm over here. But it, I mean, is is he? Is he practicing with the team right now, or what's what's the story there? Is he gonna is he gonna try to play? He's around. He's been around. I don't think he's been practicing, so, um, so but he's he's, he's been around the, the program. So he's not on the official bowl bowl party or whatever. I don't think they need to submit that for a long time. And Jacob Park hasn't been traveling with the team ever since he took his his leave. Uh, Okay. From the team before the Oklahoma game. So, I me mean, at this point, I think everything's status quo. I think the door is still open for a return for Jacob Park at some point. It hasn't been completely shot. But I would say at this point, it's highly unlikely. I would be pretty shocked if he made the trip to the bowl game. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, that would be my read on it. Right now, as far as I know, he's not practicing. Yeah. But, well, I guess I, somebody said something like that. I, I didn't know because they're getting these extra practices. I didn't know if he was going to be. I don't think so, Todd. Right now, everything I've heard is Zeb Nolan's the one that's reaping the benefit of of all those uh, extra snaps at quarterback. And right now, he's about the only guy that can. Devin Moore's not good to go. Yeah. Thanks, Todd. um, Oh, you got something else? By the way, way, rendezvous barbecue, man. You got to go there. Dude, I went there the last time. It's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I live in Oxford, Mississippi. I used to spend my weekends up in Memphis, and that is a bit of a is Rock it open on Christmas town. Eve? Is it open oh, on I'm Christmas sure Eve? I, I, I can't tell you that, man. Pete, it's, it, it is, is just, phenomenal. There's a funk, that is a funky little town, man. There's hey, lots of little neighborhoods. Y'all want a hot take? Place. Y'all want a hot take? What's that? Memphis barbecue over Kansas City barbecue. Uh, it's, it's, I've been down there in Memphis in May when they have the barbecue. You know, Everybody's in from New Zealand, Australia, cooking barbecue. It's, that's, that's the best time to be in Memphis is in May. It's, un, it's, it's unbelievable. Thanks, bud. Appreciate the call as always. Hey, barbecue. I'm going to need some place to eat on Christmas, Christmas Eve, so I hope these places are open. Uh, Jankowski doing some great producer work. You have the rendezvous barbecue hours? Yeah, I do. Is it open Christmas Eve? Uh, that doesn't say, but they're open Saturday, 11.30 a.m. to 11 p.m. Close Sunday and Monday. Hmm. Will you do us a favor? I'm just worried about Christmas Eve. See the barbecue or pizza delivered to the room. Pick up the phone uh, during the break if you can, Sean, and call that place, and let's see if they're open for Pete on Christmas Eve. Make me a reservation for one. (laughs) All right, I will. It's phenomenal. I'm I'm looking forward to it. There are very few times in your life where you have a meal that absolutely just is memorable. I say that when I leave Smokey D's. I said that yesterday when I left Smokey D's. Where you just, like, you can't get enough of it. I know, but that's that's my barbecue bar. Bar, not the bar, the level. Yeah. That's my comparison point. I, I'm telling and you, bar. and I'm I'm a big barbecue guy. Yeah, that's the best barbecue I've ever had. What's the best barbecue in town in Des Moines? For me, or are we off chart here. No, that's okay. We can talk about anything we want. 
Yeah, Sean. Smoky D's by far. Yeah. Far none. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. I'm with you. It's really good. Um, I like. Um, who's our buddy down at Mullets? Who does the barbecue down there? No, they get the barbecue. They get it. Yeah, I know. Shipped in from, uh, yeah, by I'm Drake. saying, um, who's the guy who does that? He does really good work. The uh, uh, Smoke Shack, him. isn't that by Smoke Shack? By they're Drake. phenomenal. They're down at Knoxville. Who is it? They but, but and then they they bring. They're phenomenal. I mean, that stuff is. But Mullet gets it there shipped the st- in from from the place out by Drake, right? I think so. Yeah. Rendezvous. Check it out. Sean will do a legwork for you. Yeah, Christmas Eve. We need to know the hours for Pete. And then Pete won't be lonely. for one. Pete, Tommy's coming in on the 25th. I'm coming in on the 26th. So Pete won't be lonely for long. I'm not worried about it. Oh, I'm worried about you, Pete. No. We're going to talk Iowa State basketball. Look at the Cyhawk game. All that's coming up for the next 25 minutes here on 1460 It's Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. Well, in honor of Iowa State's upcoming trip to <laughs> Memphis, everybody wants to call in and talk to us about barbecue. Ryan, hold on. We'll get to your uh, Cyclone basketball call here momentarily. We got more important things. Uh, we got to kill these barbecue calls. Uh, Paxton, welcome to Cyclone Insider here on KXNO. Hey, guys. Yeah, you got to go to the barbecue shop or Central Barbecue. Just, I just left Memphis uh, a couple days ago. The barbecue, barbecue. shop? Yes. Where are they on Beale Street? Are they in that area? No, no. Central is close to Beale Street. Uh, if you go to Pig on Bar- Pig on Beale, yeah, I've been there. Pretty good. That's my that's go-to spot. I've been to that restaurant like four times. It's phenomenal. Yeah, and it's cheap, it's like, and it's it's like you'd like it. Oh yeah, they yeah, got like kind of nice. Kind of nice if somebody gives me a non-barbecue. Thanks, What are you looking for, Tommy? Appreciate what kind of food are you looking for? Non-barbecue. <laughs> uh, burger joint? Burgers. Well, all, these, bar- burgers all these barbecue stuff. places you can get a burger at. Steak yeah. to burgo? If you get a barbecue, if you get a burger at that rendezvous place, you'd be... So, Sean, did you do some investigating? I did. Rendezvous. I, uh, they're closed, Pete. I'm sorry. Pizza Christmas is. Eve for you, Pete. Domino's. You go from like the, some of the best barbecue in the world. To Domino's. She was really nice, though, on the phone. Well, that, that's good. Uh, Craig, you have a final take on barbecue tonight here on Cyclone what? Insider? Yeah, I just want to say Kansas City barbecue over Memphis all the time. Oh, where in Kansas City? Hey, I hey. want to hear where. Where? You, you are well, fake news, Craig. Just Kansas City, just Kansas City style. Where? It's what what place, place in Kansas barbecue. City? The best place to get barbecue in Des Moines is Cude Smokehouse out in Waukee. All right. What place in Kansas City do you like the best? Uh, I don't have a place in Kansas City I like the best, really. But Cude and Waukee is the best place to get barbecue. Uh, Craig, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Bye-bye. Sean, can I have my fake news sounder, please, for Craig? You are fake news. (laughs) Cyclone Insider here on 1460 KXNO. (laughs) We'll go now to Cyclone Basketball, where Iowa State defeated Northern Illinois. Last night, the Cyclones uh, trailed at halftime. 38-36. Yes. They shouldn't have trailed because Lindell Wigginson dribbled the ball down the court. Terrence Lewis was wide open in the corner for a three-pointer. Lindell Wigginson didn't pass it to him. Lindell Wigginson turned it over. Northern Illinois came down and scored on the other end to make a basket. That was one of the things that set Prome off. Yeah, he, he wasn't happy. <laughs> Uh, Steve Prom wasn't happy with that first half, but I'll say this to him, Tommy. We've seen this a couple times now where Iowa State starts off not very well, and 
they're really good in the second half whenever Prome lays into them, and, and you saw that again last night. I know it wasn't against you anybody were, very good, but you they, they, did, they looked like a totally different team in half number two. Yeah, I mean, and that's because of Lindell Wigington mostly. But, yeah, you would rather have it be that way. You don't want them getting off this really hot start and then stumbling to the finish line. I mean, these type of inconsistent games like this where it's going to be kind of a roller coaster ride of emotions are something I think everybody kind of has to expect from this team. It's going to be a very emotionally draining season of inconsistencies and mass frustration at times where it's going to be really good at sometimes and it's going to be miserable other times and that's what happens when you have a young but pretty talented team. Uh, Ryan joins us right now. Ryan's got a Cyclone basketball call for us here on Cyclone Insider on 1460 KXNO. Hey, guys. Hey, bud. Um, thanks, for, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, no problem. Um, and, and, and this really kind of goes to everything. So from what you just said, um, you know, slow starts, Chrome's mad, uh, and the inconsistencies, I've got a couple of comments. First off, on the slow starts, if Mr. Prome is mad at the slow starts, maybe he could look at himself in the mirror, quit starting Jeff Beverly. It is beyond <laughs> time for this to stop. Just like Merrill Holden last year. I know the stat Merle. said it's Merle, he Ryan. might have had six rebounds. Ryan. The ball found him on three of those rebounds. What? It's Merle Holden. Merle. Okay. Okay, sorry. let me I agree with you, but who would you start instead? Uh any of our other big guys. Name one. Name one? Yeah. Lard or Brace? I, I you, don't actually, want, you don't want I Lard, and, Lard and Solomon Young on the floor at the same time. I, I actually don't because I think right. Solomon's game brings big guys into the paint, and I think with Brace, it's already shown that it can work. There you go. So you want Brace. Guy off yeah. the bench. I, okay. I, I, I think it's fine with like Brace. I think, I think they're I easing like him in right now. I would actually like to see Lard and Young, but that's the thing. We could be running through some of these combos, and I honestly think – that Zoran Talley uh, is probably better served for this team to be used as a big player. And he's hurt right now. He is hurt. He is. I understand that last night was the first time, you know, with no long. I get it. We have eight guys. But 22 minutes for Beverly is probably 12 more than he deserves on any on any given night. Um, that That's one. And, and that really needs to stop because he really is terrible. Everything that he does, he doesn't defend. He gives away baseline too much. He doesn't. If you guys remember, there was a play last night. The ball came to him on a rebound. He had positioning on his man. His man went around him. It got tied up for a jump ball. That cannot happen. It simply cannot happen. He can't guard the perimeter. He's not a perimeter kind of guy. He's not an inside guy. I know he wanted to come to Iowa State, and it really hurts me to say this because I want guys that want to be at Iowa State, but he's best served to be a cheerleader. He really is. However, and Ryan, um, bringing it. Jeez, okay, geez. I'm bringing it in. The, the other <laughs> thing gosh. is the inconsistencies, though, and this goes to the question of scheduling. Um, how did it happen that we played five games after you know Myrtle Beach, and now we've only played two games since then? I look at all the other teams in the country, and a lot of those teams have played eight to ten games. We just played game seven last night. So, Tommy, to the inconsistencies that you were talking about, right when we started playing good basketball, we took seven nights off, then played Western Illinois, then took eight nights off and played Northern Illinois. So I really think, to what you guys are saying, there has been some inconsistencies. Right when we got some chemistry going, you know, we had these, there's going to be rust set in. 
but it's really annoying to me that Beverly gets the amount of minutes when we really need to be. I honestly think it might be the best tandem underneath, Young and Pally, Lard and Brace, and uh, you go from there. But Beverly, to me, is kind of the odd man out in this. I think eight, nine guys is where we want to be. And that doesn't equal Beverly. But eight, nine guys. You won't be eight, nine guys. You'll be seven. Um, or, or seven. Yeah. yeah. Seven the, the, the scheduling thing, a lot of that's because tennis, the Big 12, for some insane reason, plays the Big 12 SEC in the middle of the season. That game normally would have been. That is a good point. That game normally would have been moved up. So. Because we don't, we don't really have a buy anymore, do we? No. In, uh, well, like there's no Big 12 buy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's, that's that game, that the Big Twelve screwed that one up. Thank, thank you for that. That that absolutely is. That absolutely is. But man, it's just so frustrating. I'm actually glad, though, in thinking about it, Ben. I'm actually glad that we did have maybe that time off, and so that we could play a game three days before Iowa. Um, you know, because now this will be more of a. We, we just had the game a couple nights off, and we're going to get back out there Thursday night. I know I got worked up, Chris. Thanks for taking my call. It's bud. all good, brother. That's why I love talking <laughs> to you. Thanks, bud. Yeah, appreciate I- it. Don't think Ryan is a fan of Jeff Beverly. <laughs> you know, like, he, Ryan. Uh, and if he's Ryan's smart, though, I've heard Ryan call. I like Ryan's calls. Before. I don't agree with him all the time, but he always has well thought out opinions. That'd have been so, Houston, by the way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And he's a freak, man. Have you watched? Him? <laughs> yeah, I have. My That'd God. have been secure, Houston. <laughs> I have watched him two times now, and he's he is everything we cracked up him, yeah. cracked him up to be. I mean, my gosh. Um, if you Ryan, if you get a chance, go back and listen to I think segment one of hour four or the four o'clock hour today. Uh, George Wears and I talked about that specifically, and I, you know, I think what I think my guess is if we could get into the mind of Steve Prome, he knows that Beverly's not better. He doesn't change his lineup though. He doesn't. Well, I think until they lose, he is immensely loyal, especially. To those new guys that come in, Man, he I wants just, to make sure he gives them every opportunity that's the they can to succeed. Yeah, I don't know if it's loyalty or as much as it's like I think trying to keep. And egos. it's about minutes too. I mean, who you know, he may start, but I don't know how many minutes he plays. I mean, I think I think for him, it's it's a point to prove that hey, uh, you know, when you have to go out and get these guys that are coming in for that last year, you've now got a proven you've got a proven track history that shows he he's going to give them every opportunity to succeed and he's not going to jump ship on them right you know right away at the first sign of trouble right there and i think that's something that's certainly appe- appealing to guys when they have to go searching for a new home yeah no, i think that's very valid 5152845966 we got about 15 minutes left here on cyclone insider and then the cyclone coaches show I didn't think, Randy, at the beginning of the year, Iowa State would be favored to be Iowa. Certainly appears like they're going to be now. What's your preliminary look at this game? I think they'll probably be favored, and, and it's going to be because of the home court. And if, Iowa, if the game was in Iowa City, Iowa would probably be favored. Um, I think Iowa State's got a tall order, literally, in front of them because of the 11, 10, 11 players that, that they play, a lot of those guys are tall. And we were talking to Wigginton this afternoon after after Prom got done with his deal. But some of us went over and talked to the players. And Wigginton says he knows he'll be guarding somebody six seven at some point during Thursday night's game. But he said he can handle it. He says he's strong and and you know he let his athleticism do the work in that respect. So so there will be considerable mismatches. It's just a point of. Of a, a, a situation of how much pressure 
Iowa State can put on the perimeter so they cannot get the ball inside to the mismatches because, let's face it, that's all basketball is. It's a game of mismatches. Mm-hmm. So When it's coached um, well, yeah. Yeah, when it's coached well, yeah, I- exactly. So I think Iowa State, is it's, it's going to be a tough game for Iowa State because Iowa State could have trouble handling height, and and the crowd's going to be the most jacked-up crowd that, that the three newcomers have ever played played in and it would not surprise me it I, I would not be surprised if if you know Cameron Lard comes in and gets two quick fouls he gets so hyped up for this game that he gets two quick fouls and then he's done essentially done so it's a matter of everybody keeping even keel but uh, yeah Iowa State's gonna have to play its best game so far yeah I agree with that I think that I mean despite Iowa struggles they do have one intangible in this game, and it's not an excuse for Iowa State. I think it's very realistic that they don't really have any guys on this roster who know what the rivalry is about. I mean, Wyler Babb and Jackson have played in it, and who's the other one? Who am I missing? Oh, Solomon, Solomon. Young, but he didn't really play I last would, year. I would say Iowa's players, like, I don't care how bad they've been lately, they will be fired up on Thursday. Yeah, I, but I would say if anybody is kind of embracing it or trying to light that fire, it's probably a guy like Donovan Jackson who can find that chip on his shoulder and kind of, you know, he he's kind of the guy that is doing most of the talking out there. So I think he's at least going to go out of his way to try to let everybody know how important this is. And, you know, they've always got either team, take your pick, has that 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 um, historical knowledge of the last time that Iowa Iowa State played in Ames that that Iowa State was down twenty or whatever it was at halftime and came back to win so so um, you know and granted that was an extra special Iowa State team that year too so um, you know I, I guess this is one of those deals where um, you know it, it it's you have to shoot well and you're going to have to to play well in transition because I think Iowa State can beat Iowa down to the end of the other end of the floor especially the way. Iowa State was running in the second half. Nick Nick was dribbling the ball down the court in the first half. The second half, he was yeah, passing pushing. it down the court. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that's they, if he gets gets out and gets passing the ball down the court, and they run the lanes, then then Iowa State's got a good shot. How has your expectations on the season changed? My expectations, yeah, like, it's where, changed like a lot. Where, where's the ceiling on the season? Yeah, it's like, it's changed a lot. Or we'll say like. Walking out against Milwaukee yeah. to where you're that's, at that's, now. That's, and that's where it was. That's yeah. been the turning point. Yeah. yeah. Walking out against Milwaukee, I, I you know, I, I was thinking that NIT's not even a shot. For, and it still may not be. But but when we got down to, um, to South Carolina and saw and dug into, not only saw that Nick Babb playing the point, but why he played the point and, 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 to just sit down and talk to Prome for a while about about his thought process. He he gave he gave Lindell the respect, or or gave gave Donovan the respect. Gave him every shot to run that point. Every shot. He's a senior. Give him the respect. You know, let us see how it works out. It wasn't working out. Gave it to Lindell. Did it for a while. It wasn't working out. Then Prome called all those guys in and said, "Hey, let's do it this way. Nick's going to do it." And and it, it's worked out. So that whole process. Now. Nick Babb's been wonderful. He's had double-digit assists in the last three games, I believe. What's going to happen? Um, and he probably will will Thursday night because I don't think Iowa is great at the at the point guard spot. But what's going to happen when the Big Twelve um, 
competition comes here, will he be able to continue doing that? I don't know, but he's certainly getting getting great um, on the job training, and that's you know it's it's been wonderful. Yeah, Tommy, I, that to me is what the standout aspect of last night was is Lindell Wigginton. I mean, he I think the first I think I read the first Cyclone since Curtis Stinson to have back to back twenty point games as a freshman, and he certainly. Um, He's getting better every time he steps onto the floor. Yeah, but once again, it's kind of like this team in a whole, kind of in a nutshell. You know, they're going to be good and bad days. You know, I think for him, at least, it's kind of reassuring that, hey, they're going to be a lot more good days. He's becoming more consistent. He's kind of figuring out things a little bit more now. He 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 certainly looks more comfortable too, and I'm sure you know the, those first couple of weeks had to have been a whirlwind because. Look, the second he stepped on campus, there were so many high expectations for him that no matter what he did, he wasn't going to live up to it early on. But now it's kind of, it looks like things have kind of calmed down for him, and he, he's kind of gotten settled, I think, settled in a little bit better. And now, you know, it is in a good spot. But it's like I said, you know, there he's going to have some bad games here and there. That that doesn't mean the entire world is crashing down on him and that he's a complete bust. It just means, hey, he's a he's a a, a freshman, uh, you know, guard on a very inexperienced team right now. Yeah, no, that that's very well said, and I I think too, I mean the the future, it, man. You think about him and Lard. Like I don't know, man. <laughs> Lard just is so raw, Randy. He can get so much better. And he's already really good when he's out. That team is a different dimension when Cam Lard's out there, right? And he's got to channel that. That though, he's got he's got to, um, you know, he's got to, to to keep his emotions in check. There were a couple times last night when he didn't do, when he didn't do something on the offensive end. And I, as you guys know, I watch body language, and his body language wasn't the greatest during the first half at some points. Um, so so, but that that'll come, that'll come because it's been probably two years two seasons since he's actually played um consistent basketball so he's still you know is he, okay he's a red shirt freshman but he's still um just 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 learning the game um so i agree though as 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 long as lard and as long as wigginton are on wigginton are on this team as long as they're playing together and terrence lewis is, is showing um some yeah. flashes as well, let's not, let's not forget that one either. So the future of this team, as long as these guys continue playing together, the future of this of this program is 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 very very good. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Lewis. I mean, I, he's a guy who, you know, didn't play the first two games. Really, barely even got on the. I don't think he did get on the floor in Myrtle Beach. He or, wow, I don't did know, he man. did he for one game? I mean, if he did, it was for seconds. Just not duty, yeah, yeah. And then um, I thought Prome. I actually think it benefited Prome that Jacoby Long was out with that concussion against Western Illinois. Hear me out, because it allowed him to give Terrence that time, and he, in front of a home crowd, hit some shots and like. And I thought last night looked way more confident than we've seen from him. The only reason I even bring this up is at some point they're going to need some help around the perimeter with three point shooting. And if you have a guy like that who, if he can get his percentage up to 40%, 50% from three, you can plug him in five minutes in a Big 12 and what game. What is he, 6'5"? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's, yeah. his body's fine to play now. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, he, so he could be a mismatch guy out there. 
So I, th- I think I think you're right on that. And then Jacoby Long and Zoran Talley. They probably won't play. Yeah, that's what it they sounded like. That's what it sounded like. What do you feel about Iowa and Iowa State, Tommy? God, I think it could be a really ugly game at times. <sighs> that's your analysis? Yeah. That, I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I watch. Right. I, he's right, though. Yeah, yeah, you I mean, are, I watched, you say it. You I watched a ton of the Iowa, something? I watched a ton of Iowa game last night, and you look at both these teams. They both play. There are stretches of four or five minutes where both these teams are in a really good rhythm, playing really well, and kind of, <clears throat> I guess, know what they want to do offensively. But then there are stretches of maybe longer than that, five, six, seven minutes, where you're like, oh my God, they're never going to figure it out. And your worst fear as somebody that's neutral when it comes to this game is that they're both going to hit those stretches at the same time where you're going to be watching five, six, seven minutes of horrific basketball. Where they're Is that both terrific? Horrific. <laughs> horrific basketball where they're just constantly turn, turning it over and nobody's doing anything. And that goes from, you know, the sad thing is it's such a high bar from the last three or four years. We've watched some really amazing games when it's come to this rivalry. And now this is a time where you're like, oh, my gosh, this this could be really bad at times. And there's no buzz. I have, I have not sensed any buzz from fandom on this game. At I- least not when it comes from the Iowa State perspective. And I would imagine – Probably from the Iowa perspective, they're probably like, God, we don't want to go to Ames right, right. now. I mean, yeah. they don't have things figured out. And I think from an Iowa State perspective, I think they're kind of nervous. Like, okay, they see the inconsistencies of, right. you know, some of these non power five teams and saying, oh my God, you know, what's going to happen when Iowa comes in? And then there's kind of the, you know, when you talk about the, the lack of hype when it comes to the game, I think. A lot of people are still in football mode and There's still kind of getting point. pumped up about, you yeah, know, that part. Iowa State's kind of in uncharted waters right now, and it's good. And will there be students lined up around the around the arena? There were none no. today, and I there will no. be students lined up for this game. I, I don't and that's a, that's a whether that's that's not a barometer, but that shows you that there's the at least both buzz factor. From, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it shows you a buzz factor at least from a student standpoint. I'm surprised. I just. Man, I don't know. I am so surprised by Iowa start. I've not seen them, so they, I, I mean, they, yeah. they're. You know what they remind me of? They remind me of Iowa State those first two games, where you yeah, just oh watch. My gosh. Not even. I don't. They're not that bad, but you watch them and they're just kind of running around like they're guys who are just they don't know what their roles are. Yeah, everybody. Everybody seems to be on a completely different page right now, and. I mean, you saw it at the end of the first half of the Indiana game last night, where you know they give up that uh, that that turnover right before the half, and then the the you know the trailer on the missed layup gets an easy bucket because half the guys on Iowa's team didn't rush back to defend him. I mean, I think they're just all kind of in a in a weird funk right now, not knowing what to do. Where they aren't reacting. Well, what's con- what's got to be concerning for Iowa is these. For the most part, these guys have played together a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you, you know. Would, and, I mean, there there was supposed to be some actual excitement when it came to this Iowa team and what they could do. All right, boys. Great conversation today, as always. Um, Cyclone Insider with Randy Peterson and Tommy Birch. We'll be back next Tuesday. And then uh, really start to heat up with bowl game stuff after that. The Hawk Central program with Chad Lysico and Mark Emmert is tomorrow night. 
I believe you can hear that at six. Five. You can hear that at five. <laughs> here on 1460 KXM.